0: Do your learning, do your self-reflection, take action. It takes all of us, it's gonna take all of us to keep up the pressure, to make change, to fight racism, to eliminate racism, to get to a place of equality. So we can't relax, right? We can't be tired, right? We can't be too tired, or it can't be too hard or too overwhelming. You know, you can have your moments, you can go away and rest, but come back. Yes. So the fight and take action.
1: Hey, it's Breaking Barriers, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging podcast. We're here for real talk. We're not afraid to go there. And we want
2: you to come away emboldened and energized to take action and make change.
1: We believe our diversity, our differences when joined together by a common set of ideals makes us stronger.
2: When I set out to help someone, uh, it is my intention to do just that. I'm not
1: trying to do anything other than meet somebody at their humanity. Your world has changed, but your dreams shouldn't have to. That's why Kirkwood is your next best step. With affordable, flexible, and close to home options, now's a great time to start or finish your Kirkwood degree. Learn more at kirkwood.edu slash findyourfuture. Displaced or discouraged at work, Kirkwood can help you learn a new skill or totally reinvent yourself for a brand new career. With so many flexible and affordable options, you can get back on track fast. Learn more at kirkwood.edu slash find your future.
2: What's happening, world? We're back again for another episode of Top Ranks Breaking Barriers, the DEI podcast, brought to you by our five star sponsor, Kirkwood Community College, and our silver diversity sponsor, PG Cares. I'm your co host, Anthony Arrington. I'm with my co host, Nick Ford and we've got our wonderful Joy Briscoe on the line as well. Hey Joy.
1: Oh, thank hey, Nick, how you doing? doing? How are you guys good, doing? Good.
2: good, good. Ready to get started, ready to get started. We're going to have a good time today. I have I've been waiting for this one. Nick, yeah. Nick's been getting us on excited about this. So tell us about
1: her Nick, tell us about who we got today. All right, it's a long, it's a long bio here. Whew. So, uh Sharon Hurley Hall from Barbados or that's where she's currently living is on a mission to fight racism and to help lead the way to equality. She is the co-founder of Mission Equality, which has the mission of decolonizing education, leadership, and business by teaching, uh, effectively it's a mass MBA program of equality, MX of Equality, um, at the Equaliversity to develop the leaders we need for an equal future today. She also co-leads the Anti-Racist Leaders Association, which offers support to people stepping up to take the lead in anti-racism, she personally fights racism via the anti-racism newsletter. Awesome newsletter. Launched in 2020. Mm-hmm. In 2022, she released the book, I'm Tired of Racism. That is actually, I believe, your second book. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Okay, that's The other one, correct. I believe, was uh, Shadism, uh, which has reached the Amazon Top 100, and there's a whole list of accolades going on with the book. It's, <laughs> it's, it's killing it. It's killing it. Um, great book. I, I am so excited to talk about this today. Um, she's also, similar to us, uh, a certified diversity and belonging facilitator and culture assessment. Uh, certified individual uh, and also the co-founder and co-host another thing I'm excited to talk about because I just love the name the introvert sisters podcast with your sister Lisa oh. so um, that's just a snippet again of her accomplishments um, I, I love the other thing too you know every once in a while you reintroduce yourself and it's like um, I, I love that because it's like especially known as, as an introvert it's like you almost got to do that so um, welcome Sharon <laughs> we are glad you are joining us today and and let's get going.
0: Oh, thank so, you everyone. I'm so happy to be with you today.
1: And we will put links to your books and all that when when it gets published. So, so everyone else can also get all this awesome stuff. So um, I think it looks like I have the first question. So I'm tired of racism. Um, I can tell you personally, when I read it, you know, I always, even though I'm in this work, it's still, when you see these stories, you're just like, how do people not understand why there's anger? Right. And when you read some of these examples that you use in here of of your life experiences or of, of other people, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, wow. So what is your, when you wrote this, what, what was your purpose? What was your intent behind it? And, and what's the why to, to why I'm tired of racism?
0: The why is two things really, because I started it almost as a kind of catharsis. It's it, it, the, the, the title essay, I'm Tired of Racism, was the first essay of me starting to write about anti-racism regularly. I had done articles here and there about different issues. You know, I've, I'm a writer, originally by profession, I'd have written for decades. And so every now and then, you know, I'd throw up something on Medium. And and then George Floyd happened. And it kind of really put all the experiences I had in my life into focus. You know, I... I'm British-born, grew up of Caribbean parentage, grew up in the Caribbean, lived in England, lived in France, visited the U.S., visited other parts of the world, experienced racism in all of those places. Mm. And and I did feel tired. So it was really a heartfelt outpouring of what I felt at the time. What happened after that is, is two things. One, people started responding so I started writing more and sharing other experiences and I, I kind of found my purpose. I thought, okay, because I've always wondered, you know, I'm, I'm a decent writer, right? What am I supposed to be doing with this, write- this right. writing? Yeah. And but- so that's when it became clear that this was what I was supposed to be doing. And that around that time is when I started the newsletter. And the book is a collection of some of the early newsletter pieces, plus a few more that were never published. Um, and, you know, I think it's important for black people to tell our stories so that other people can get a window into our life experiences. And, and you know, as you said, Nick, you know, it's like when people read these, I don't want them to just read the book and put the book down. I don't want them to check that off their anti-racism reading list and do nothing. Right. You know, yeah. my, goal, right. my goal is right. for people to take these stories, really understand what it means and mm-hmm. use them to discuss with other people as an impetus for change in the circles where they are.
1: One thing that's always interesting as you read some of the book reviews and the comments is it's not just people like me reading this that look like me. You know, it's, it's um. It, it, though I think it means different, you know, like, if Joy reads it, then I read it. Um, I think the power behind it is that it is. It's it's more than just hey, you know, you're hey, you're, a, you're a white person. Read this, and and it's just that's yeah. that's what was amazing to me. These stories are so relatable. Um, I think as well. So
0: for sure, yeah. for sure. I think my you know I think black people and global majority people feel seen by these stories, and not just black people. I will say, even though. I'm writing about my experience as a black woman, but anybody who has been minoritized, so I've had people who are Asian and Indian and South Indian and you know people who have lived you know, in brown skin in, yeah. in white majority spaces. I've had even people that have been othered in different ways for their for their you know their gender expression, for example, have said, hey. You know, I've had this similar kind of experience, right. you know, and so in a way, and, you know, as a writer, you can't really know, you know, you know what you're writing, but you don't know how it's going to land with people. Yeah, And so that has been really interesting to me that, you know, some people see, some people are getting an introduction to these experiences and some people feel seen. Right. Because they can already relate.
1: They can relate in multiple ways, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and by the way, Sharon, she definitely undersells herself as a decent writer. She's actually a
2: brilliant
0: writer. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, love
3: I, I love that.
2: I know one thing about Sharon. I, I, Sharon, I know one thing about you is you're outspoken, and I love that. Um, and and, and uh, especially and for an introvert, right? absolutely an introvert. For, for an yeah. introvert, you're an outspoken person, and you you call it like I see it. And actually, I want to talk about that because as I was doing my research. On you, I ran across an article, and as as for the listeners, we're recording this the the, the day after MLK Day, mm-hmm. and I ran across an article you wrote uh, called "Celebrating uh, Martin Luther King Jr. the Third: Things That Annoy Me." I was like, "Hmm, that's interesting." How'd I run across <laughs> that? And the three things that you mentioned was using partial quotes from Dr. King and co-opting his yes,
3: words, yes, yes, uh,
2: pretending he was universally loved, and forgetting how radical he was, I was when I yeah. read those I was like oh, man this is this is I gotta this is my question this is what I want to ask yep. today so listen you could those are three things that were important to you talk about elaborate on one of them and just tell us why you feel that way just just pick one
0: I I let me let me I'll start with the partial quotes okay but it and but, but the partial quotes actually relate to the other things to the as other, well yeah because, because the partial quote Quotes, you, you whitewash his legacy, you ignore the fact that he was radical. Yes. The part of quotes, you know, again, coming out of my writing background, I, I feel like accuracy is is, is you know right. is important. I feel like I feel that if you are considering somebody's legacy and considering what they said, you have to consider the context, you have to consider all the other things that went into. What produced that quote? Mm-hmm. You know, pick out, you know, the color, of skin, content of character quote, which ironically people often use to shut down discussion about diversity and anti-racism. Right. 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 Yeah. Does not even scratch the surface of what Dr. King was all about. And so I felt, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm like like many of us, right? You know, you you grow up, you get you get a certain view. And then it's up to you to go out and educate yourself more about what's going on. So, you know, when you start reading letter from a Birmingham jail, it's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> right. That is not the Daughter King that I was told about yeah. in school. Right? Yes. And so you then start thinking, okay, so you know, what else is missing? And what else is missing from all the other stories that we're being told? Right, so that's kind of why it's important to me. It, it just it, it's it, you know it's disrespectful, <laughs> for one thing. Right. It is it is partial, it is ahistorical,
3: and it is
0: incomplete.
3: I love that, Sharon. That, one of my um, friends and I were we we were having a discussion at the um, kind of early in 2020 after the murder of George Floyd and mm-hmm. and and Black Lives Matter movement started really to pick up steam. And the interesting thing my friend pointed out, and I think even to me, I hadn't thought about it in this context, but because we were going through this shift of where it was kind of like the old versus the new, right? Which is sometimes when we're doing this work, there's always this like, you need to do it my way. You need to do it my way versus like, we really need all of us doing our own thing our way, but going towards the common goal. And so one of my friends, she pointed out that people forget that most of the people that we look at as trailblazers and the civil rights movement, they were very young men and women when they started. Dr. King, oh, they were very... So even when you had all these people that were like, Black Lives Matter, they need to go sit down and do it the way that the NAACP does, for example. You know, They had this forgetting that in history, you know, it's worked better for us when we figured out how to embrace and support our young, energetic people in this movement. And so when you talk about the erasure of some of Dr. King's legacy, even that I think has been taken out of it, right? Like pulled out that he was a very young man and energetic doing this work. And so oftentimes we're not centering our even young people's voice in this work. And so what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about as far as like the things that annoy you for Dr. King's legacy, when we consider everything of who he was as a person, how can we, ignite that in our activists of today.
0: I think there are you know young people young people as you say joy they have they have energy, they have drive, they see often see things very clearly and they're not stuck in doing things the way they have always been done. And so I think in a way you know we have to we have to we have to recognize that energy and we have to support that while not taking that as a free path to avoid doing our own work. And I also want to pick up on something else you just said in terms of everybody wanting to do things this way and that way because one of the things we've been talking about at mission equality is you know what if a what if we undid we 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 gave ourselves permission to toss out all the stuff that isn't working come right? on come and like the uh, system yes and, and and what if we all worked together instead of arguing about whether we should call something a particular thing and who was the first to do X or Y, yes. <laughs> yes. you know, why, yes. why don't we work together to, to, to make a more equal world? How do we figure that out, Sharon? <laughs> well, the way that we're thinking about it is it's not something that one person or company can figure out alone.
3: Right. right. So
0: part of it is about getting people, bringing people in to have the discussion. We're actually about to release a paper with our vision for that. Um, I don't know if it will be out by the time this episode drops, but, you know, I will share it with you. I will definitely be sharing it when it comes out. And the idea there is, okay, so we know where we are and we know where we're going. What are some of the ways that we get there? And one of the ways that we get there is rethinking what leadership and work are like, mm-hmm. right? Rethinking what it means to have an equal workplace, Um Rethinking a lot of things that we take for granted. I mean, we were, we were talking before we started about things like, you know, health care and stuff sure. like that. So in our company, you know, it's a small team and it's a startup. You know, we've been around for seven months. So, you know, we have the freedom to reimagine everything if we want to. Right. We have no C-suite titles. We have a single pay scale that everybody is on. Well, we will when we actually have money, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. coming yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Right and and you know and and we actually we did something else we did a repara- we put in place a reparations pay scale for black and brown colleagues who will get this, right. so they will be on which is 30% more to redress some of the historic inequities right and you know we have we have unlimited wellness days which you can take whether you're actually you know sick in bed or having a hard day and you just need some extra love and care <laughs> right Right. And and a no rush culture, all of that is very different from most workplaces.
2: For leaders and we're still that are listening, stuff
0: done
2: equitable policies for the leaders that are listening. For the leaders yeah. that are listening, yeah. Sharon, I got I got a question. Um, you know, oftentimes in this space, particularly um, people of color in this DEI and B space, in this racial justice space, um, there's tip, sometimes uh, a fear of how to ca- have a conversation with us. Uh, mm-hmm. By 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 Caucasian folks, particularly white male leaders, or sometimes they, this fear about how to have a conversation with us. Knowing you're what I would call very upfront, very unapologetic, <laughs> opposed to racial justice. When you do have white leaders who who uh, are receptive to your conversations and your work and your lessons, what do they say to you? What do what do you hear? Because I think that's important for other leaders to hear, who may be having. That fear want to want to take the step, but they're scared. What do, what do you hear?
0: They, I believe that I believe that there's some fear about giving up, giving up what 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 they have had, or not knowing what lies between where they are now and where they could possibly get. There's a, like a fear of the void, in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I have noticed is that, you know, there are people, you know, older white guys who are willing to lend their voice and to make change, but they need support because they're not always on firm ground. They may not have had to think about the privilege that they enjoy. They may not have had to think about the experiences that other people, anybody who's not them has moving through life and work. They may not feel on firm ground even though they you know their heart is in the right place they may not mm-hmm. always feel on firm ground talk about you know the ice stuff anti-racism because because this is not something that they've had to think about and you know many of our education systems don't give us that sort of grounding that makes mm. us confident you know as, as as black people brown people you know we have lived experience to draw on as in addition to any any educational experience but you know. You know, I, I often say to people, you know, i got, you know, I've got five decades of experience in racism, you know, as well as, as well as being, you know, as well as my experience, you know, uh, with, you know, masters in media and culture, masters in um, education. So, you know, I sort of bring all of that to it. And I think a lot of people feel a little bit untethered, is what, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. so when we're doing this work, part of what we do is. Is, is we support them. We we give them things we, you know, one of the things we do in the mission equality community, because we have like a free anti-racism education community as well as paid levels. What we do is we say, okay, here's a weekly prompt for us to discuss. What comes up to you? Let's think about that. You know, we do live sessions where people can bring their questions and we say, okay, in this space, there are no stupid questions. Ask your questions. Get help with the situations that you're facing. Feel that you have... Firm grounding, you know. <laughs> um, you know, don't necessarily cite me as your black friend, but, <laughs> but <laughs> right. right, right. You know, but but you can say that, you know, you you've talked to somebody with a grounding in this, and so this is where this is coming from. We've had people come in and say, Okay, I want to handle this situation. Um, how do I handle this, you know, well and respectfully so that I don't cause further harm to my black colleague. Mm-hmm. You know, all those sorts of things. So, so I think the bottom line, I think is that, is that the, you know, white people need some help Yeah. <laughs> and it can't be solely our job to educate them because they have to do their own work. If we're in this field, we can also provide some support, Right. which they should value and pay for. Let me be clear.
2: <laughs> yes. And that's what I, I was just, I was just going to say, um. It's, it's interesting. We, we have a, 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 a client that I'm working with and I got a call from a, a client um, with, that, with that same the situation, that I have a black friend situation. And, mm-hmm. and the, the easy thing for me to do is to dismiss that. But here's how I handle that. And I think it's important that you said support, right? I leverage it. I leverage it to have the conversation, but I use that opportunity to also let them know, A, I'm not just your black friend and B, mm-hmm. this is hard work and C, it might cost you. Uh-huh. And, and so I think it's I, I, I try to leverage that opportunity. And I, I'm saying that sarcastically, but real, but real is that I do try to leverage that opportunity to support because they did have the courage to call their black friend. So I need to let them know how to handle that next time <laughs> and how, <laughs> how to deal with that. The right? phrase just so
1: makes me cringe. <laughs> What's that? Right. Yeah, I, that. I have a black friend. It yeah, just it's like, yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah. but. So many people use it to shut down discussion. Yes. Right. There's one black person that I barely know. And they said this. So only all other black people must be wrong. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Chris, Chris made a post on that today from Veritas yeah. about uh one of the, the, you know, they're talking about the truths this week behind facilitation. Yeah. And, and that was one of them. It's like, you know, or it, you, you'll see the, 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 I'm not racist. because I have a black friend or, well, mm-hmm. I grew up poor too, but I made it. So, you know ah you just uh, such a false equivalence. Yes. Yes. It
0: is. So it's a very very interesting line to walk in a dis in a discussion as well. If you're you're facilitating and you hear that and you have to really you know, sometimes it takes work to remain neutral. I mean, you know, sometimes it takes work. It does. You have to be honest. Exactly. You know, you know that you're there to do a particular thing. You've got to take a couple of deep breaths. You have to drag that neutrality kicking and screaming from wherever it went in your deep in your brain mm-hmm. and then when you finish you need to decompress be because you know some stuff went down and yeah. it wasn't so good but you know that's what you have to do that's
1: so if funny we, we were just talking that. about that the other day about after one of our sessions uh with the assessment we're doing that deep breaths and the in my case maybe we'll have a glass of scotch <laughs> but uh <Yeah. laughs>
2: So Sharon, how do you decompress? You know, what, what 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 could our listeners learn from you about how Sharon decompresses in those stressful situations? Nick Nick says in Scotch. Bottle of a glass of scotch <laughs> you know. Right,
0: right. Um there are there are there are different ways depending on depending on the situation. You know, sometimes I go and read a trashy novel or watch a trashy <laughs> program. Yeah. Right. You know sometimes I go to the beach or, you know, you go hang out with some friends and you say, Hey God. <laughs> you know, yes, exactly. Like, you know, it was like, you know, sometimes you're like, oh my God. You know, sometimes he said, I said, you know, you know, I say the Caucasians were Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't like to use that word because it's actually completely inaccurate. You know, yeah, white people were white people.
1: Yeah, time, I'm, I'm translucent. <laughs> My family's translucent. We, we are. <laughs> <you
0: know.
3: laughs> uh, Sharon, along that line, though, and, and because I feel like the last couple of years, it's been this, like, kind of merging of two worlds. So you've seen some of the worst of mankind show up. And you've also probably, for me, I've had some of the most inspirational moments in mankind. So, like, in your work, with what you're doing, would share like has there been a high point for you and then maybe even a look let's start with the low point so we can lead <laughs> with the high point yeah.
0: right yes. <laughs> I, don't know. I think oh there have been there there have been low points you know uh i don't even know where to where to start <laughs> i mean i think the murder of george floyd was a, was a low point for so many anyway. of us yes yeah. uh then, you know, every time, right? Okay. So my most recent low point. Let me let me just go there. Was was Keenan Anderson? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there? And it's like, when are they going to stop praying on us? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That is how I felt. I mean, literally in those words. And, and what I found is, and you know, people might be surprised to hear this, or maybe they're not be surprised. Okay. I am. Um, British Barbadian. I don't live in the US. I have cousins. I have a sister in the US. For me, the Black diaspora is part of my extended family. And because I have actually family, actual family members living there, I don't know what, you know, it's like I feel those too, right? Mm. I feel those the same way my African American siblings feel them, right? So when I read that this teacher had been shot, right, unarmed, back to the cocks, you know, it's like, that was a low, I, I tell you, I, you know, I was, I was very, very sad mm-hmm. for quite a while. I'm still sad, but you know, I I'm starting to emerge from the depths again. But you know, it's because it happens with such regularity. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this happened a couple of weeks into the start of the new year. And it's like, you know, can they just let us live? right 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 you know so there was that and high points high points are when i know that someone is starting to get it and again there have been many of those you know sometimes it's a comment on a newsletter the other day someone pulled out a quote from my book and shared it on linkedin and i said wow that really made a difference to that person you know so that is a high point, and I think you know. You were saying earlier that I, you know, I'm very kind of almost radical on LinkedIn, which is which is odd for an introvert, and it is in a <laughs> sense. But I, it's like I got to a point where I couldn't not speak anymore, and now that I've started doing it, I can't stop. You know, See, I introvert think it's sh- or not introvert.
1: I think I think it's a shame that's quoted as radical, though, because yeah, what's radical about it? I mean, yeah. you you yeah. want you want people to be safe and live. You want people to be loved and and cared yeah. for and, and for equality. Yeah. How's that radical? Why well, that's I, what I kills know, me. That, that just here, boggles my mind. Yeah. You know, here's my here might be. I heard
2: I was listening to some I was reading some MLK stuff last night, but one of the things about the word radical, right? What yeah So it's or extreme was the word. I'm sorry. So it's okay to be extreme, right? The question is how you're using, what is your extreme for, right? right? What is so, it for? Mm-hmm. It's okay
1: to be radical, but what is your
3: radical <laughs> for? So that's how right.
1: I, that's how I rationalize yeah. it. Sharon, yeah. how do we come to, to terms with, and I want, especially your view because as an outsider looking in, you know, we have George Floyd, mm-hmm. boom, everyone cares. Well, not everyone, but I mean, you know, a ma- majority yeah. of people were taking actions and now we're seeing that, that, that bow wave come through and, it's so painful to watch as, as people in the, in the field we're in, but how do we stop that from continuing to happen? Because you're right. It's just, I mean, in my mind, we, it's not a bow wave. We're seeing just constant waves because it's like up and down of events happening, yeah. but yet the 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 culture around it seems to have these like, and then we don't care for a while until something else tragic happens. And then we don't care for a while. It's, how do we combat that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is like, that is so painful. But not unexpected, because we knew everybody. You know, if you if you look back at people posts in twenty twenty, the black people were saying, "Yeah, how long is this gonna last?"
1: Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, we we see, we've seen this before. How long is this gonna last? And so, I think that being in the business that we're in, it is our job to keep the momentum up and to keep speaking and to not mm-hmm. let people forget. Love that. Not let people forget about it, even if it's unpopular. Even if, you know, people, even if there are naysayers and whatabouters and trolls and bigots and all of those people, we got to keep talking because if we remain silent, we allow the people that don't want equality to get away with it. Right. Yes. We got to keep, we've got to keep, you know, holding their feet to the fire. Right. Yes. We've got to keep, we've got to keep calling them to account.
2: Yeah. I'm reminded right. I that
0: think that's our job.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I'm re- that keep talking, Sharon, is true. I'm reminded that, uh, and I've said this to, to Nick before. And probably enjoy, you know, that sometimes in this space, I I I have these conversations with people, and I think they should know this. Like, yeah. they should know. Yeah. Why don't to your point <laughs> right? That, it's so frustrating. They should, they should know this. Like, but we have to remind ourselves that we have to be repeating, 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 because some people don't know. They just. Some people are willfully ignorant, but some people just don't know. And...
0: and, and Anthony, sometimes it takes a while for information to get in there. You know, mm-hmm. if you at a certain point, if you are at a certain point in your journey, you might pick up one thing from a book you read. And then you might go back to it a year later when you know more and you might see a whole bunch yes. of things you've seen in it before. So we we have to keep we have to keep talking, you know, and, and people have to act. Yes. You know, people have to use their own gifts.
2: Yes. Do you yes. know what
0: I mean? I'm a writer, so I'm probably going to do. I'm mostly going to write. You mm-hmm. know, there will be other people who are wonderful public speakers, wonderful community organizers, yes. wonderful protest organizers. You know, everybody do your thing.
2: Yes, whatever yes.
0: that thing is, in the service of getting to equality, in the service of eliminating racism.
2: Yes, my my uncle, my uncle, uh, shout out to Diedrich Doolin from the NAACP. <laughs> my uncle always oh, right. tells me that every. Everybody has a lane and, and we, it's okay. Everybody has a, a place in this, in this social justice move. And, yeah. and we all have to play that. We need, jo- we need judges. We need lawyers. We need gangsters in the street. We need everybody everywhere. Everybody has a role. So, so thanks yeah, for saying
0: so that. Everybody, everybody. everybody like doesn't this. have to do everything, right? right. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have to do everything. You right. do your thing.
2: Right. And that's important for leaders that are listening to us. You yeah. know, I, I think, and, and even, and even white leaders, you have a role. Yeah. You, you don't have to mm-hmm. do everything. Everybody has a role and we just got to we just got to get up and play.
3: Even the understanding that either you're anti-racist. So either you're moving away from being racist or you're racist. Right. So even that like understanding that. So so (laughs) as as a as a white leader, then I'm saying, okay, so what are things that I might be doing that are upholding? systemic barriers, right? Mm-hmm. Like looking at it from, because that could be your lane. And you can start with if you're in HR, like looking at hiring and where are you going to hiring? I know when I first started recruiting, I was amazed at the amount of time that people would say, oh, we just can't find diversity. And I'm like, where are you? <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> you keep looking in the same fishing hole, catching the same I, fish. I, yeah,
3: exactly, it. we all start laughing because it's like, well, no, you know. And oftentimes, these are for organizations that people want to work for. Like yeah. you just need to be open to people coming to work for you. They yeah. want to work for right. you. Right.
2: You know. And in all fairness, some organizations just aren't doing it. And some, and this is that point of us. We're laughing here. We're 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 having fun with it. But in all seriousness, some just they just don't know. and And. It, it, it blows you away. I'm thinking of the conversation, Nick, we had with a leader about HBCUs. HBCUs. And they had an office literally. Right next to it. Miles away. Like, 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 yeah, like, it, and, like and, within a mile of it. And yeah. did not consider it. And in my brain, I thought that that was elementary. But again, we just have to continue to talk and repeat it.
0: Circling back to where we were, sometimes people need to be pointed in the right direction. Yes. They need a little help. They need a little yes. support. One of the things uh, that we're working on, the you know, you, you referred at the top, Nick, to the the MX of equality, yeah. the looks of equality.
1: Yes,
0: I was going to <laughs> ask MXC, you about that. Because a, Love right, that. Right? And, and, and the idea with that is let's show people what it could look like to take a different approach to leadership. Yeah. And so we're going to have a whole program and people are going to be able to follow this program over the course of a year if they want to take that long about it or maybe 18 months, You know, you know, there's no rush, but and we're going to be looking at representation, equity, accountability and leadership and the, you know our idea is at the end of this they're going to be able to do a real project in the organization where they are that is actually going to make some meaningful progress towards equality where they are and so well, I know you, know you
1: shared last week an outline of, of how that looks and it's yeah. it's, it's impressive it's yeah I, yeah people pe- people better sign up because they need it right so I think we probably, I think we have a listener question. Uh, well, I still we're... have one more question. I still got one more. Yeah. I oh, want to talk gosh. about your, just cause I'm, I'm so fascinated by your, your, uh, your podcast with your sister. Oh. So how that came about, and I love the the introvert cause, cause you know, while I understand introvert comes in different forms, you know, when we're talking to you now, you'll just feel introverted. Um, <laughs> but I also know that in a lot of ways you are. So how'd that come about? And, and, and kind uh, of tell us a little bit about the podcast
0: that was that was a pandemic project that you know, we had talked about doing it before. Well, we had talked about doing something together before, and then that came together. You know, we had some time. everybody was doing slightly less, and we started recording it. and it evolved as well because we actually started planning it in January twenty twenty. I think we launched it in april twenty twenty mm-hmm. and then and then George Floyd was murdered. And uh, you know, and over the next few months, it, it became quite clear that we could not separate our introversion from our identity as black women. And so, you know, there's a definite shift later on to to, to episodes representing the totality of who we are. And you know, sure. yes, both introverts. Um, you know, I can be, I can, you know, I can be animated and talk about something that I'm interested in. <laughs> And then have to decompress afterwards, you know, sometimes just, you know, sometimes, you know, like on a work day, a a day with a lot of meetings, I will go and just lie by a window and let the breeze blow over me, you know, and just, you know, just, just, just chill for a little bit. And, and get back to some sort of equilibrium right. you
2: know well you two introverters in your podcast it puts you in your space and right. so it, yes. it puts you yep. in your element i have another colleague who does that she's she um she speaks all over the country and i and she'll say on stage to her audience she goes i love what i'm doing up here but i know everybody's going out for beers at five o'clock and you guys are going to go do that the evening thing and hang out at the conference don't call me I'm not going. I'll be decompressing. I'll be yeah. at the hotel. I'll be at the hotel by myself. <laughs> so
3: absolutely. The older I get, the more I'm like, <laughs> yes, like yes, and, yes. And people. Yeah. People see me as very extroverted, but it, it it does take a lot of energy for me. So like at the yeah. end of a yeah. day and stuff, I have to actually go it's recharge. Like, me time.
1: For me time. Yeah. Sure, I'm good at right. showing up for sure, the first sure, five you know, minutes. Like, and then it's like, yeah, yeah time to go. I've had enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. When, I go, going to a, to when I go to a conference, I need to have my own room <laughs> that I can go back to afterwards. I want to, you know, I want to, at the end of a whole day of conferencing and being out there and talking. to yes. Yeah. I need that space, you know. Drained. Yes.
3: Absolutely. I stayed at an Airbnb recently. With We took some young students to a conference and we stayed in an Airbnb because all the hotels were booked. And it was a wonderful experience, except for that, because Airbnb, you're always on. Somebody's looking for you. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, guys, no. <laughs>
0: what
3: <is that> bedroom <laughs> no. <Yes>. Hey, guys, <laughs> no. Like, I'm going oh, to get yeah. coffee in the morning by myself. I'm All going right. to the gym in the morning. And you got everybody's got to figure their own things out here. Right.
1: So yeah. <laughs> we we need our off switch.
3: Yes. We really truly yes. need one of those. Sure, go. I'm, sure. you know, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: going to keep that in mind well, I know we could we could we could jabber all day. I want to we want to get to our listener question and make sure some...
3: Well, Anthony, one more quick question. Yeah, see see how good we are here. We got questions. Yeah. Go ahead. Shadeism. I'm... shadeism yes. from your lens because we haven't touched on that and I there's this recent big argument not art. Well, yeah, argument on the internet right now. Um I follow some pop culture because I work with kids, mm. so I got to be up on what yeah. they talk yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. And so somebody, uh, there was a, a brown tone girl, maybe a couple shades darker than me. She was talking about um, colorism. And then she was talking to a more fair skinned person. And that person said, Well, what about reverse colorism? And the girl was like, Well, there really isn't. That, that you could be, you know what I mean? She was like, You can be, you can be, some person can be. Pr- so there's been this big, inter- if you'll Google it right now, it's this huge debate on the, the, Colorism, reverse colorism. And I'm like, is that like reverse racism, which we like, I hate with. don't please don't no, say that. It doesn't it's exist. No, like it doesn't exist. It's not a thing. It's
0: not a thing at all. Don't, don't. Yeah, don't. reverse colorism is white privilege and light skin privilege. That's
3: yes, that. it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why I wanted to talk about shade because it was so funny. Yeah. And there were so many people. And and the young lady was like, oh no, I I totally respect your experience that you could have been bullied. Because you were more fair skinned or that you I totally respect that, but that isn't colorism. And and there was like all these people, and I'm just like, first off, our school system are not educating yeah. us so that we know things, but <laughs> yeah. it was such an interesting conversation. So even when we were to talk to you today about shadism, I was like, and I know we gotta get to the viewer's question, because viewers are important to us, but I definitely want to get your take on that and your thoughts about shadism and yeah. colorism and when
0: people use that terminology. Yeah, 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 they do. I mean, when I, I, I did this as a research project ages and ages ago, and at the time it wasn't possible to publish it. Shadism was the term that was used in Barbados, but it is essentially colorism. And and it is still a thing. What has been really interesting to me is how much. That internalized racism and internalized privileging of whiteness happens within the black community and the global majority community. That's what we're taught. That's what, you know, so people will say to me, you know, how can you have issues about race in Barbados, which has black majority? I said, because colonialism and the plantocracy. You know, the people who still have most of the financial muscle are still the white people. And there's still this thing that, you know, white adjacency can be seen as a good thing by some people. I think it may be slightly less prevalent than it was, but it's still a thing. It is still mm-hmm. a thing. White
2: adjacency. And
0: it, mm-hmm. Yes. And I think when you read um, Isabel Wilkerson's book on caste, that also sheds some light yeah. on that phenomenon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in fact, I keep thinking about like doing an update to the Shadeism book and you know, bringing in some sources and doing yeah. some research. I don't know what yeah. I'm going to get to that. But, you know, as you can imagine, <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of I have a lot of potential books to write. <laughs> 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 I'm still working say. on promoting the one I just launched. Yes, but you know,
2: a lot to say, absolutely. Well, you're a yeah. writer; that's what you do. Yeah, awesome. Well, Joy, you want to get us to our? Uh, should we get to our listener question now? That's...
3: Yeah, let's go to the listener question. I decided to bring that up because it's yes, that's a great all group. over yes. the internet. Yes. So today's question comes from Michelle from Davenport, Iowa. She says, "I want to be an activist for change, but not sure how to get started as a white person." Do you have any advice?
2: And Sharon, that, that question's for you. This is always a question for our our guests. Yep.
0: that is a good that is a good question, and thank you i you know I appreciate that question so Where you, where, my advice would vary depending on where you're starting from, right? If you are someone who thinks, okay, I know this is something that I want to do, but I don't have the grounding in it yet, then you need to start with getting a little bit of education yourself before you go out there and start trying to do stuff, right? right? So, right, you know, um... You can learn from, you know, there, there, like there's a whole free education happening via Black LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? You've got Ashenem Foucault, you got Teresa Robinson, you got Liz Leiber, you got, I mean, a whole bunch of people, you know, my newsletter, right? Right. Um, Lisa Hurley, my sister, she posts yep. about that. I mean, there are a whole bunch yes. of us. There's um, Paul Ladipo, there's Jonathan Ashton Lamptey, there's, you know, you, I mean, there's a long list, right? Start following these people, see what they're posting, see what they're recommending, do some reading, do some reading,
2: right?
0: Right? Um, I think, let's see, you've got my, my book, clearly, but, <laughs> but, even, <laughs> right? Right. but you yeah. know, um, Liz Liber's I'm not yelling is' a good it's yeah. a good compliment to that because that shares personal stories but also from the workplace. Read um, Jackie Abram's book Hush Money her two book series um, then if you want to talk about what to do within your company, go to Tara J. Frank's The Waymakers right mm-hmm. When you know come and check out Mission Equalities program at some point right? Join our anti-racist leaders association. Our view is anyone can be a leader. Take one of the paid levels so that you could actually come and have at least a monthly education session, right? Um, I mean, lots, there's so much. So there's so, so, so that's, that's in terms of that's in terms of the self-education piece. Yeah, the next bit is kind of depends on on what your setup is and where you are, right? Um You know, don't rely on the one back person in your orbit to educate you. Equally, don't assume that you know what that person wants or what people in that community wants without checking in with them. So, you know, don't read all these books and say, okay, I know what to do now. I'm an ally. (laughs) Right? Right, Don't just do that. Don't just do that. Take it one. It's better to be doing something than nothing, but it is better to have a little bit of, Self education and self awareness, and to check in with some trusted friends—not your one black friend, right—before <laughs> you you wade in with the with the with the hot boots, right?
1: Yeah. My first comment would be: if you have one friend that's black, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing this anyway.
2: No, <laughs> well, you, you, you need cool. more black friends. So you know, to to Michelle, I think what I hear Sharon saying is 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 uh, you know the opportunity to, to show up uh, to. Sh- Show up, yeah. L- learn, yeah. read, uh, uh, show up, and, and um, absorb, self reflect, and absorb what you're learning, and, and um, allow, allow those things to come to you.
0: Yeah. I love that. It starts with you, it right? Like with you. Definitely, yeah. it has to start with you always. You cannot, go, you cannot you cannot go from being raised yeah. in a racist white supremacist system, from enjoying your white privilege unquestioningly, yes, to advocacy for black people you have, you know, there's, there's a journey. Yes. And, you know, although sometimes, it, you know, some of the, sometimes I, I like the word journey and sometimes I don't because, you know, sometimes it's, like, it's like an on endless journey and it's like, okay, yeah. at some point you got to do something.
1: We need a destination at some right. point, right?
0: We need a destination. We need a destination, which is equality. And oh. we, and, 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 and racism. And, but, but we, you know, we need to be, we need to be mindful as we act. Right. Maybe your action is, making sure that you're creating opportunities for more black people in your community or where you are. Yes. You know, maybe it's looking at the policies of your school board and seeing how how they are applied and how they exclude or harm black people. Right. There are all sorts of ways that people can can act and and just start to question things. Sometimes it starts by questioning and uh, and encouraging others to question and sharing the knowledge that you have started
2: Yes, to get. I like to, when I think about journey, it, it, it is an ongoing journey, but the reason I don't, I folks are, or maybe you feel a little different about that is because the journey, you still have to stop along the way. You still have to make stops on your journey. You know, yeah. if you think, you, you can't ride by and see what's going on and understand <laughs> it and recognize it.
1: On the journey, you have to stop and do something. Well, it can't so. be an yes. endless loop, but I think that's what we've seen. Yes. It's just this endless loop. Yes. and it's People just like, act
3: like, I feel like people act like when it comes to D.I.B. work that they cannot walk and chew bubble gum, yes. that everything has to be so either or. And nothing in life Damn. is like that. No. Right. Like when, when you because you want to read a book, you don't then say I can't go to work. You have to look no. at your D.I.B. initiatives like that, too. Like <laughs> I am going to educate myself but I'm going to understand that I'm going to move and react to the things that I'm actually, doing as I do that. We, exactly, we can
0: walk into bubble gum in 2023. Exactly, <laughs> yes exactly. Our question, you know, we always, we always ask. You know, I, you know, one of the things I've been doing consistently in our sort of anti-racist, uh, anti-racist support sessions is I say, okay, you know, we, pr- we, we prioritize accountability, one. We said, okay, reading and learning is good. How are you acting? Mm-hmm. How are you acting? What yes. action are you taking as a result yes. of what you have just read and learned? What are you doing to make change where you are? Yes, mm-hmm. right. We're not saying that you shouldn't read and learn. Yes, but as Joy said, you can walk and chew Go. gum. Yes, right. Yes. <laughs> You've got to do something with what you're learning. Yes, if you're you know knowledge, knowledge that's not applied, what good is it?
2: We do, we do it in everything else, yeah. in every other aspect. Exactly, of our lives. Yeah. Yeah.
0: exactly, so. exactly.
2: Well, thank you for that question, Michelle, from, from Davenport. That was a long answer, and it led us into a lot of discussion. <laughs> yes. So we, we appreciate that. Yeah. So we hope you got some feedback, and uh, keep sending your questions in to uh, info at, uh, the, uh, info at the,
1: why can't I say our website? <laughs> info at, at Talent Solutions.com. thank yes. you Nick <laughs> thank you Nick for my time for those of us day. out there for those out there starting new businesses pick a short name yes please
3: know' saying sure, right?
1: abbreviate yes info. emails are paid the website, yeah it's it's painful
2: yes info at solutions.com. <laughs> <laughs> well as we come to the end of our show Sharon you know we could we could talk all day with you and as we say with all of our cast we wish we had a part two um but we <laughs> Is there anything, uh, any advice you have for our listeners? I want to um, get her and her sister on at some point together. Too, yeah, yeah, so. we should.
3: Yeah. yeah, I know. I yeah. love that.
2: Any any advice from our listeners? Anything that we haven't talked about that you want to have them as, as a nugget to take away uh, in in this space?
0: Wow, another good another good question. My takeaway, my takeaway is 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 basically the same thing, right? Do your learning, do your self-reflection, take action. It takes all of us. It's going to take all of us to keep up the pressure, to make change, to fight racism, to eliminate racism, to get to a place of equality. So we can't relax, right? We can't be tired, right? We can't be too tired or it can't be too hard or too overwhelming. You know, you can have your moments, you can go away and rest, but come back. Yes. So the fight yeah. and take action.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. We talk about or we laugh about it, but it's it's serious too. Our vision is, you know, someday it'd be really great if we didn't have to do this work. Oh
0: my <laughs> <Yeah>. gosh! But, <laughs> that I saw Why? that on your website and it resonated because yeah. I I posted the other day mission equality. We're working to the day. We're working towards the day when our company is not needed. Yep. Yes. And we have achieved yes. equality, and we don't need to have it as a mission anymore.
2: Well, thank you, thank you so much for your time today. We really, really appreciate this conversation. Yeah. Really, really appreciate it, Joy. Take us up.
3: Yeah, we just appreciate it so much. It's been awesome. Again, if if you haven't followed Sharon, you must do so. Yeah. She is a force to be reckoned yeah. with, and again, just so much good things coming from you and i am looking forward to what we can share out where people can actually sign up and start getting that 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 next level certification in your program. Yeah, and so we'll, put, really we'll put we'll put a link uh we'll
1: put a link to that too also in, in this when it comes out cuz yes. i think that is That's that awesome. next step that people need to take so yes awesome. Yeah. So
0: Nick Anthony Joy that was it has been an awesome conversation thanks so much for inviting me.
1: Oh thank you, no, very you, you. Thank, thank you for very joining welcome. us. Uh, Big shout-out to our five-star sponsor, Kirkwood Community College. We appreciate your partnership on this podcast. Also, big thanks to our new sponsor, our silver diversity sponsor, uh, PG Cares. We also want to give a big thanks to our friends, uh, Breaking Barrier Supporters, Community Savings Bank, and Tyler Links and Barnes DDS. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up with your questions, comments, suggestions to info at solutions.com. I only get it because I practice it all the time, I think. <laughs> so,
3: so, thanks
2: to our listeners as well. Without you, we wouldn't be here. So, we appreciate our listeners and hope you enjoy today's uh, conversation with, with Sharon Early Hall. And we'll, we'll be dropping this soon. Uh, Joy, when is our next um, episode? So,
3: you know what, guys? So, so, I don't even know what to do. Yeah.
1: Okay. Our next We're, episode's uh,
2: dropping next week, I think. Another, so. another facilitator
1: okay. like us, Sharon. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Future Kane.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah yes. So we're dropping one uh,
1: right episode. So. I think that's our next one we're dropping, correct?
3: Yeah. Oh, yes. Now, if you don't, she's social, emotional learning. You will love her. She yes. is yes. phenomenal yep. as yes. well. So, so. But I don't know and what date it comes background. out. That's a, so. I knew it was future, but I didn't know what date. I it did,
1: sometime next week. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening. We, we appreciate your time. And, and uh, we hope whatever folks, your listeners, whatever you, you take what you heard from us, we hope you take it somewhere and you, and you break barriers. So. Thank you so much for your time today, and and, uh, have a good day, folks.
3: Advancing
2: equity is not a one-year project. It's a generational commitment.
3: There are too few people in the world willing to be the domino, too few people willing to take that fall.